Hello gang, what is up? I'm back with another episode of Gooped. Can I just say, uh, goodbye 2020. Goodbye, uh, you are a dirty, dirty bitch. So I will not miss you, but I don't hate you. Uh, I just won't miss you. And I, we had some times, they were crazy, but goddamn, leave leave now please with that being said our little prayer um hello and welcome back to gooped obviously you can follow me on instagram at g double o p underscore e d that's pretty much all i want to plug today uh if you feel so inclined i guess venmo me if you want to it's my first and last name with a dash between or support me on patreon where i will be posting a lot more content at the start of the year. Um, I just want to take this episode to, I was going to say reflect on some things, but there's actually a bigger problem that is occurring and that is white leftists. So we're going to talk a little bit about white leftists. We're going to talk a little bit about 2020, what that brought to us, how we're going to move on from that. And then who knows, maybe I'll just bring up some of the latest tea that I've heard not even tea, it's just internet beef, but because I have nothing else really going on in my life, which is, that's not true, I have things going on, but because I have nothing else going on in my life and ADHD, I have some interest in just deep diving into the internet, internet personalities. It's amazing. So maybe we'll have a little tea spill sesh at the end. Where do I want to start? I think I want to start with 2020. Yeah, this year was... Mm, I'm very much of two ways about 2020. I feel like 2020 has been one of the best years of my life. It's also been the worst year of my life. I also am kind of leaning towards not even acknowledging 2020 at all as a year personally. Um, because there is a case to be made that the first part of 2020 until March was just more of 2019. It's just a continuation of 2019. I mean, I think we can all agree that the first three months of 2020 or the first two and a half, I guess, really did not feel like a real time. Um, and that the pandemic, 2020, I can give maybe March until May. That can be 2020. And then there was a a, spa- a time where nothing was real. That was kind of like June until September. Till, uh, through September. That was June to September that we did not exist within time. At that point, we were just kind of existing. Um, and it was weird and it was bad. And then I feel like... I don't know. There was like October, which was just kind of like there. Uh, good things happened in October, don't get me wrong. But October was is the closest I felt to normal this entire time. It's been the, the month that has... Like October has just been October. October is always October. You know, October is that dependable, hard worker that you kind of hate at work. You know, that's October. Like very they're nice you don't know why you just don't like her um but then she throws a fat party and it's awesome like she has personality and flair but it's just 
you know, it's getting a little bit colder, so it's a little disappointing. At least, you know, for us in the PNW, it gets a little colder, but there's some sunny days, so I, it's just confusing what to feel for the month of October. Uh, and then November came and went pretty much like that, and December has been kind of its own time. I would say it's like 2020, the, oh, I almost said the post-school, the sequel, <laughs> but not quite a sequel, but you know how, like, there's Lion King one and a half? kind of that energy for December uh and then I also decided to end the year December 21st that was that was my New Year's Eve and then when I woke up the 22nd that was the new year to me so I've been in 2021 for about a week now it's awesome here guys I cannot wait till you get here with me we're I'm having so much fun and we're all about to have so much fun we'll just be a week apart from each other but you know all relative so you know, my time is not your time. And uh, and that's okay. It's very scary, very jarring, but that's okay. I don't even know where I was going with this statement. Oh yeah, we're talking about 2020. But in all seriousness, yeah, 2020 was full of ups and downs. And I would say it was the best year of my life because I learned a lot about myself. Um, and anyone who knows me kind of knows that I don't, I was gonna say I don't really learn I do I learn all the time but for me I learn best through my relationships to others and how the world relates to me and I relate to it so you know when the pandemic happened that really changed how I related to other people and related to my world and so I had to seriously dig deep and ask myself do you even have hobbies do you like anything what do you like what do you like to do do you like how your life is set up? Do you like the ha your home habits? Is that something you're a fan of? And for the most part, kind of, yeah. But there's also of many things that I was just like, I actually don't like this. Something I realized I don't like um, is sleeping in. I still do it a lot because I stay up really late. But um, yeah, I'm not a big fan of not being awake in the morning granted in the summer i do start consider morning to be noon that's early morning because it's just too hot uh and i was like i just like to skip the morning parts of summer days that's just how i go uh but i got to learn that <laughs> during this pandemic because i wasn't going anywhere and i didn't have as much of a, i didn't have as defined a schedule and so i i've been kind of tracking myself and my habits and tracking my sleep this time and I sleep very differently throughout the seasons. Uh, another thing I learned is that I get bored really easily. Um, and a lot of things I thought I really enjoyed and a lot of the hobbies I had were just things that I never had the chance to fully explore because I never had the time to explore those. So it was, I guess, nice to have that time to explore those things. Uh, what else did I learn? Yeah, then, you know, like, June happened, and then I learned that a lot of my friends are snakes and were never really my friends. Um, so that was a really fun lesson to learn, too. Setting boundaries was a big one. 2020 taught me boundaries. 2020 taught me to hate the United States government. Ugh, I have to make that disclaimer just in case someone's like, you're gonna hate on the worst. I don't even fucking care at this point, but... My hatred for the United States went to another level. I thought I was at peak hatred, but I wasn't. There was still a little bit left in me um, that was successfully pummeled out 
during the pandemic. I also learned in 2020 that nothing matters. Um, but also that everything matters. The things that I thought mattered the most didn't. Like finishing school at a certain time, getting a certain job, being on track, whatever that means. When essentially we get put on pause for a year. But it was it's not even pause. Like Life kept going on. I kept aging. We all kept aging. But we just couldn't do anything. I... Ha sat with myself and was like these timelines and deadlines you set for yourself arbitrary not real time isn't even really real and there could come a time when everything is just taken away like that like where the your whole life has to change so that's that was a fun one i guess to learn that was a fun one to learn but yeah and we've already been through the whole thing about you know having fake racist friends <laughs> so I'm not gonna take you guys through it uh I also did learn forgiveness and I know I've talked about forgiveness being a scam and I do still think it's a scam but for me I learned to forgive myself for a great deal of things but also how to forgive people internally um there's I've forgiven a lot of people I've forgiven almost everyone that hurt me over the summer or was ignorant and continued down that path because at the end of the day as much as I wish I wasn't like this I still believe that there's ample opportunity for them to learn I in the grand scheme of things we are young and my only thing is that I will not be that learning experience for them and that's okay but to really move on with my life, I had to actively forgive people and if not forgive, reconcile my feelings towards them and, and make sense of the very real split in my mind. That is my best friends and also uh, people that are actually not my best friends, but they're best friends with an idea of me or they're best friends of the version of me that did not live in my truth and also wasn't recognized for who I am. And I think it's just a really interesting experience to know that people don't see you for who you are. And it's already hard enough on an individual level or even on a public level, kind of, you know? Racism is nothing new to me. I, I've known about that my whole entire life, but to realize that there are some people that you have welcomed into your private space that don't know you and don't see you for who you are because that benefits them is definitely an unfun revelation to make. It's not the vibe. I think, interestingly enough, this year for me was very karmic. And to anyone listening who's like, what does that mean when she says karmic? It just felt like a lot of old patterns, a lot of past hurts. Or just coming up and playing themselves out in in my life currently. Like this, this what happened feels like shit that happened to me in elementary school. You know, when um, again, I knew some racist, racist kids. It wasn't active, but you know, it was definitely there and implicit and loud. Uh, but at the time, I didn't have any vocabulary to make sense of that. I didn't have a therapist, I wasn't educated on the way the world worked, and so I took it to heart and 
to experience that again, but, you know, at 22 years old was, I guess, a blessing in disguise because I did learn that I do have it in me to handle the situations, handle her in a healthy way and not ignore it until it comes up later, but deal with it. I, I don't even know if this... So I do art therapy, which is accelerated resolution therapy. It's kind of like EMDR's faster cousin. So typically in every session you deal with one memory. And I just had this thought that I dealt with that in therapy and then like the sixth grade, like elementary school BS that little did I know and I've learned now did a lot to mess me up in my life. I dealt with that in therapy for the first time and like a month later June happened. So it was kind of like a big thank God. Um, I was in talks about what was going on with me mentally because this summer could have panned out really differently. A lot of 2020 could have panned out really differently. And I think that's where I get my, this was one of the best years of my life. It's just the fact that I learned a lot and for that I'm grateful because I did have a lot of wounds to unlearn and a lot of trauma to unlearn a lot of behaviors that kept me uh, low-key cooning I have gotten rid of. So that's awesome. Worst year of my life? Yeah, I... Worst year because everything is going to shit so I don't even want to touch on that because I know 2021 probably is going to bring more shit with it. And so that's just kind of where that is. But I want to know how you guys feel about 2020. How was it for you? I mean, let me know. DM me. I want to hear from people. I feel like 2020 was a mixed bag. And I know I'm glossing over a lot of the negatives. I don't know. I don't really want to spend that much time talking about them. But it was very hard. Uh for me at many many points and yeah I looking back I am surprised that it's felt so swift even though in the moment it did not feel that way but it feels like 2020 is just kind of over which I guess hindsight's hindsight's 2020 uh 2020 has been like the biggest year of hindsight like now we're kind of looking back at you know the creation of america and climate change and capitalism and all that and the pandemic was like look let's just take a situation and make everyone reflect now the sad thing is not many people reflected but some people did and this is actually the perfect segue into the next topic of conversation leftists white leftists so in june everyone was all blming it up caring about black people for pretend for the instagram clout for the infographics clout the infographic industrial complex wow i would be hard pressed to find like five infographics today on an on my instagram stories like if i was scrolling through people but for a while there you know it was all infographics and black profile pictures and like all this blm this blm that are you blming um which is 
okay thank you raising awareness uh is a scam i feel like i've already talked about this and i'm not gonna get into it but within that infographic horde there blossomed a genre of person and that genre of person is i recently found marks and now i get it and i want to talk over everyone about everything uh so last week's episode let everyone know i am on tiktok i do use the app and i'm kind of out of that side of tiktok now but for a second i was like i was on hello kitty says a cab tiktok and never sat it didn't did not sit right with me from the start i will say i had very negative feelings from the jump about everything that was going to happen but i didn't want to be like a bitch about it and and turn down help but i i have never been wrong in my life really about these things i have feelings about never once has my feeling turned out to be wrong it could either come to be in a day two weeks two years whatever i will be right i will be right and for this blm infographic era it took like four six weeks for me to realize this is a crock of shit it is a crock of shit now the problem with leftists white leftists is that they kind of come into a space well actually the thing is they are they really love to be in black people's business i think the problem with like white leftist really and the discourse and not like seasoned leftists i'm talking about people kind of my age like in their you know early 20s early to mid 20s some teens um but honestly if, if someone's like i'm 19 and i'm white and i'm left i just don't even listen to them so i just keep going the the problem is that to first be an ally, I think, in their mind, they have to immerse themselves in Black culture. So they take that first part of listen to Black people and they listen. But then I think there's like this vibe, or not this vibe, there's this tendency to listen while fact-checking. Say you'll listen to a person of color and instead of just like believing them, you know, it's someone in the comments or someone has to reply bringing up marks or... Is, is, did Engels say anything important to this debate about like communism or whatever? I, hmm, I've, maybe not. All I know is that these old crusty white dudes said some good things, but also like racist. They're also racist, and it, and all of this like white leftist th- thinking for me came to head when. There were black people saying, oh, yes, we love their theories and that's a great jumping off point. But don't forget the fact that they are racist. So these theories don't make a lot of space for people that aren't white. And then people are like, literally, stop lying. Stop spreading those rumors around, you liars. Marx is going to single-handedly save us from ourselves and blah, be blah, blah, blah. And just telling black people to read theory. Can you imagine telling a black person to read theory? Can you imagine? Can you imagine telling someone black to to read about something that they're going to live? That's something I think white people need to realize. And especially white people that are into like politics or not even politics, but are into changing the system, dismantling the system, 
there's a few things you need to realize. First, you will have no hand in the, the creation of the system. You are there as a tool to take it down, to divest, because really all we're asking is like, oh, can you stop investing in this so that we can invest in something else? It's like, say the world is a soup and white supremacy and capitalism are salt. What we're asking is, hey, cool it on the salt and maybe because you can link up with other salt, this is obviously an imagination. This is a metaphor, this is not gonna make sense. But because the salt in the soup can link up with the other salt in the soup and get the fuck out, that's what we need white people to do as the salt. Just link up with your other salt homies and get out. Now, to fix the soup, you're not gonna now come grab ingredients that people of color have, especially black indigenous people of color, and throw that in there. You can't do that. We have the ingredients. Um, we, by virtue of being, possess the ingredients. And so we're just gonna go ahead and take it from here and you can come back. Salt always has a place in soup. It's just that there's too much salt and, and you just need to accept the fact that you're a salt and just right now your help isn't needed. That's the first thing to realize. The second thing to realize is that a lot of people of color don't, like for people of color, reading theory will never, should never be the bar that other white people hold them to when it comes to their place in a conversation, really. If someone is going to come and if someone, if a person of color, God, I can't even speak. If a person of color says they're a leftist, that's it, done. Don't ask what books they read, what sources. It actually doesn't matter because if they say some clown shit, other people of color can deal with that and talk to them because it's a different conversation that has a nuance. It gets ugly when white people come and they're like, ooh, you are bad, bad. Oh, you're a lib, you are a rad lib. I don't even know what these words actually mean. Because uh, they, they don't mean anything to me. All it sounds like is just someone flexing that they are more radical, but in the mind. The problem with people that read books and read theories is that for them, all of this will be a matter of pursuing more knowledge. That's what it boils down to. Pursuing more knowledge to become the most right about something. When for other people, it literally is their lives. This is lived experience. This is pain they've dealt with. It, it's not intellectualized. It's just the lived experience. Our bodies and minds and souls know the experience. And there's just no amount of reading in a book that can compare to 20, 30, 40, 50, whatever years on this earth that you've been dealing with an unjust system. It, it will never compare. And so for people to read books written by dudes from like 18, whatever, or 19 or whatever, I don't even care, is absolutely insane to me because first of all, times have changed. Like Marx did not have technology and Marx, Marx says some great foundational things, but all at the end of the day, times have changed. Like Marx cannot speak for the 21st century the same way our founding fathers cannot speak for the 21st century. I don't, I don't even wanna say founding fathers. I'm gonna say thieves, these thieves, the same way they can't speak for that Neither can we. And you know what? Actually, I'm going to bet that if Hamilton and like Jefferson were all alive right now, they would be leftists too. They would be leftists too. And, and, and look at how good their plan went. 
look how good their plan went. And they're probably super annoying. I mean, we've all seen Hamilton. And if you haven't, yes, you have. The uh, Hamilton was annoying. And that's the same energy as white leftists. Like just coming into a space demanding to be leveled up and being like, my, my mind is so brilliant. And look at me, I'm doing all these things. But like, you don't know what you're doing and you're being impulsive. And it, it's taken even a step further when you're trying to come into a space like you literally will never fit in and um super frustrating super duper frustrating but yeah people need to realize these people in books will never have anything that's more valuable to say than people that are currently dealing with a system because the people that are currently dealing with it can tell you how it is actively currently failing okay how it is actively currently failing to make you fix it I've accepted that I, my liberation is going to come from elsewhere uh, because it's not going to come from white allies. It, they're not going to help. And so I, I really just exist kind of like they don't exist. I just don't pay them any mind. And I feel like a lot of people of color are kind of leaning in that direction where it's just like white people, I, this is really harsh, but are honestly so useless right now when it comes to any meaningful change because we can't get anywhere um, without having to account for the feelings of white people and how whiteness is a very sensitive structure. And when all you are is that whiteness, you are then a very sensitive person that can't deal with it. I wish more people understood that if you are getting like triggered by the fact that people are talking about racism and how everything is race related, it might be because bringing that up is touching on every aspect of your personality um which could be avoided if you had any personality period instead of being an apparatus of the state by just existing so embarrassing and i'm actually kind of getting a little heated one sec my dad came and to ask me a question so now i have to gather my thoughts real quick i was talking about being an apparatus of the state by virtue of existing my mind has been very small lately, and I think that will be very clear in this episode because I've really been looking into bimboing, bim bimbification of myself. Um, I don't want to think anymore. I would like to vibe with my head empty and just enjoy life the way white people can. I want to know peace like that. I want to be like, footloose, fancy free, running around. I want to go in the woods at night. I want to be in the dark at night. You know, all like, I want to do sketchy things. I want to trespass. I want to commit some crime low key, but be white. So it's okay. Uh, because it's fine that way. It's actually totally okay that way. Anyway, so what I was saying, being an apparatus of the state, white people, you guys got the gist. I'm just going to move on. If I remember, I'll circle back. But it's interesting. The same energy I see with white leftists is the same energy I see with the spiritual community. I've been on witch talk for a hot sec now because I'm out here making some moon water. I'm out here, you know, uh, praying, just making sure everything's aligned with me because I need all the help I can get to make it through to the highest vibration 
of my being. And so I'm seeing a lot of people that are spiritual. And if you follow me on like my main Instagram, I posted this TikTok earlier today of this lady, um, or of this person, I'm not, I can't assume, of this person who was proclaiming to be an alien. You know, obviously they were. Uh, and they had dreads. And I was bemused. I was baffled. But oh, but I also wasn't surprised. I was also none of those things because it's so typical. It's And oh, all these tattoos of these symbols and runes that are sacred and obviously do not come from any type of ancestral connection or any real connection to the source material it was literally religious symbols sacred symbols from all over the world all over the world which is mess mess to be combining these things that you have no idea what's going on just picking and choosing what works for you is never going to give you a full concise understandable practice but they were talking about being an alien and talking about how they are not of this earth and they've been hiding in plain sight and all of this and I was thinking of the level of spiritual bypassing I will see on social media and especially apps like TikTok where people actually dissociate from the harm they cause so hard that they abdicate responsibility to the earth at all. People will actually sit here and say, well, I am not from earth. I live off grid and they will just be white when it's like, okay, yeah, you don't live fine. You're not from earth, whatever, you know, that's plausible. Um, but at the end of the day, you were born onto the, onto this earth, like the rest of us, according to you, um, into a white body with incredible privilege, the privilege to, first of all, just be colonizing other people's sacred practices. So that's one red flag. And now you've seen past the matrix and you have ascended into nirvana and soon, according to your great awakening map, which I have a lot to say about that, but according to your map, you're about to rejoin the galactic federation or whatever it is that they're throwing out lately. Um, and all that time and all that awareness and awokeness that you have, you did not stop and think of, oh, there's like very racist undertones to perhaps having dreads and just colonizing other people's religions and beliefs so i will not do that you know if you're an alien why do you have to steal from people especially people of color why do you have to steal from people of color i have me not taken enough how white people not taken enough now you want to say you're not even from this earth therefore you're not responsible for any of the harm you may have caused and you also refuse to take part in helping fix a problem that really only you can start, you know, like setting those cogs in motion to make real meaningful change. This is where we've, this is the point we've reached. This is where we're at. And I wish I was more taken aback by this, but it's Bellingham. I mean, spirituality in Bellingham has the same energy as just, made up mumbo jumbo coming from them what there's the source material is not made up coming from these people clownery i actually out of curiosity would 
Facebook stalk and Instagram stalk some people I knew that were really loud with their dreads, really loud about being the most woke, most aware, most aligned and awakened. And, um, you know, first of all, this is an aesthetic. People will move to Bellingham and change. Head to toe. People will move to Bellingham and their looks will just change. Their whole style, how they dress will change. And it really does become a signal. I mean, does it not strike anyone else as weird that every house in town has prayer flags? Not every, but almost uh, so many of them. It, which, wow, Bellingham is a hellscape. But there's that. And so it becomes an aesthetic to uh, present yourself as more knowledgeable or more open and aware, which is so easy in the whitest place on earth because there's no pushback. No one pushes back. But the second you push that and question it, it's, oh, it's all love. It's all love. These are, this is ego. You're speaking with your ego and this is so low vibe. It's so low vibe that you would bring up oppression that I am a direct part of and benefit from. That's so low vibe of you. I'm vibrating on the realm of love. Um, nope, could not be my white privilege letting me coast through life like a gremlin. Nope, it's love. It's, I manifested and it's love. And it's just disgusting to me. And for people to talk about, oh, I'm manifesting right now. I'm manif You're not manifesting shit, my friend. You're not manifesting anything. What you're doing is being white and being rewarded for doing nothing at all. Literally nothing at all. Like manifesting, I must be so great as a white person because if, if I had the ability to manifest the way a white person can, I would have it all. I would have it all. I would be, I'd probably own Western by now, honestly. I'd probably own Western at this point because there's nothing you really can't do with that energy. And, you know, before, and if anyone takes this and runs with it, that is on me and I will take the blame for that. But if white people just leaned into their whiteness more, just, you know, um, Caroline Calloway, she is a scammer from New York who just leaned into her white womanhood and is, is living large. She's living so lavish, created scandal, but because she's white, nothing happened. She's gained popularity because she's kind of cute and traveled the world and went to Cambridge or whatever. She leaned into it. And that I think that's also what upsets me too low-key about these kinds of people is that if they just leaned into like whatever they believed more or leaned into their privilege, they could actually be incredible vessels for change. But they don't want to do that because it's low vibe to apparently care about anything that's going on on the planet Earth. I addressed this and I had someone tell me that I was speaking from my ego and that looks don't matter uh, because we're not humans anyways. We're souls, which. OK, fair enough. But also, unfortunately, I live in a society, a society that weirdly enough everything is dictated by how i look to other people and how i appear because i don't know like white supremacy so it's not low vibe of me to speak out on inequality because i don't really know where these people are ascending to when what you did basically was get to like th the first level of the basement you're almost the ground floor nowhere near ascension and it's also interesting to bring up the matrix i see through the matrix i blah 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 the matrix if you're white you literally are the matrix you literally are the matrix and i quite frankly have not seen enough 180 shifts in a white person's personality to be like oh they broke free of that 
You know, I've, I've never seen that much change. Well, maybe a little bit more lately, but I've never seen that level of change. And that level of change does not come in a year or two. It, it is a lifelong process. It is a lifelong process. And I think people are really excited about ascending and like being better than other people. This is the thing too. People love to be better than other people and that attitude needs to go away. Human beings are not inherently competitive. I've never liked that bullshit reasoning anyways um and if we just let go of the fact that we want to be the best uh which is not an idea that we came up with so much more could happen but you a white person seeing through the matrix to me just means okay they might almost kind of understand that capitalism and white supremacy are kind of running the show right now that's kind of what's going on we just kind of we're living in her world we can't do anything about it we've tried um it's actually people like you that won't fix it and will help us fix it. So that's great. Ascension, while some people live in a state of social death, seems a little rude, doesn't it? Seems a little selfish, thoughtless, to focus so much of your energy on ascending and, and escaping the matrix. And instead of using everything you've learned in that wisdom to then turn back to your community that has given so much to you to try and uplift people whose entire lineage lines ancestral lines have been destroyed to give you the opportunity to live the life you have and to give you the opportunity to have books to learn about all their practices that literally kept them going in dark times and periods of immense trauma by the white man um you instead want to talk about how your alien spaceship's coming and you're gonna join the galactic federation soon and i'm speaking from ego go off i guess um it's just interesting. Every time I get sideways comments like that, um, well, really any commentary I'm hesitant to respond to. I didn't respond to that at all. Um, I don't really respond to much anymore just because I realize I project a lot into the, onto the world and other people project a lot onto me as well. And so responding doesn't really serve me because if someone was going to come onto comments of something and say I am wrong instead of just leaving especially when it's about a s literally something so broad as spirituality it's like at a big umbrella like does the shoe fit that much that you have to come say something you know that is punishment enough in my eyes to live with that attitude is a punishment enough unfortunately it also punishes other people but Thinking about that only serves to make me more upset about the world. Yeah. Jeez. Disregard that, please. Yeah, but whew, spiritual people, man. They're a little bit cuckoo bananas. Well, spiritual whites are cuckoo bananas. And I think they should be stopped? Question mark? I don't know. You tell me. I vote we stop the spiritual whites for a year um give them some books ask them to decolonize you know i know someone who went to uh an ayahuasca church and if you know who this is you know who this is uh and yes i am talking about them i went to i know someone who went to an ayahuasca church i actually know multiple someone's went to ayahuasca churches so i guess that makes these people this small group of people a little more anonymous but if you know you know they're basically all the same white people that go to ayahuasca churches. Um, and did you know that they are some of the most racist people I've ever met in my entire life? It's funny. Um, and it's because I think 
because they think they have it figured out and that the ayahuasca like opened their third eye or whatever they're like i don't have to learn anymore and then they just don't understand how uh we've been conditioned to be a certain way our whole lives and so you're gonna tell me that your use of ayahuasca one time in a group of all white people which probably mess with the vibes is has decolonized you really also can we just talk about people that take psychedelics and then it's 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 their personality and i am speaking to to men um specifically bellingham men white bellingham men who have taken shrooms or acid or done ayahuasca i promise you whatever breakthrough you think you had women period have already had that people of color already did that um anyone who's remotely marginalized people that are not cis um or heterosexual have realized these things about the system this you just don't have to think ever you don't have to think and it takes a colonized experience to realize that which the irony there and the fact that the irony is lost lets me know we have so much work to do as a society um but yeah though just shut up shut up never ever ever speak to me if you have ever said the words the government made drugs like mushrooms and lsd illegal to keep us suppressed let me tell you the truth the government made drugs illegal to oppress people of color um it's very embarrassing that you think the government ever thought about you that much um but it's also typical that you would think the government would think about you that much but they weren't thinking about you they don't care about your third eye they actually don't care otherwise they would ban meditation because you can meditate and achieve the same results so that that was their pursuit they would ban meditation um and any sort of grounding practice they'd also ban education because you can't open your third eye by just reading listening um respecting people that aren't other cis het white men and you know like generally just pulling your head out of your ass you can do that and you will have breakthroughs like guarantee i guarantee i guarantee it because it's always these like the government bans lsd because it's so safe and they my third eye they wanted to stay close it's always these people that are the worst i don't even know how else to put it they are actually the worst and they take up so much space and i know them to not respect women period period they don't respect women um and for me honestly i'm gonna start using it as a test because if a white man can't even respect a white woman no business being around people period no i don't want to say period again but no business being around people at all no business being in society because i not only am i a woman i am also black and so if you can't even be kind to someone that you should be able to relate to the most you know outside of your realm of human that is a lost cause that is a lost cause type of human i wish men understood that the only thing keeping them in this position of power is the fact that it's just been going on for thousands of or like i don't know about thousands but hundreds of years 
for hundreds of years, hundreds, hundreds of years, men have been in charge. And so they've been able to amass, like white men specifically, been able to amass so much wealth, so much power, have the backing of, of institutions, you know? Um, so yeah, like people don't like you guys like that. Um, and I mean, we still engage with you guys because we kind of have to, but also because other people are human beings and see everyone as a human being worthy of respect. I walk around sometimes and I'm like, low key, some men are less than me uh, when it comes to emotional maturity, general maturity, ability to empathize are less than me, but I don't see you as any, I see you as a person. I've never once been able to think of a human being as anything less. And to know that some men do walk around, whether they know it or not, viewing women and anything other as a subcategory of human is boggling to me. It's mind boggling. I mean, not even with, like, with men, but with white supremacy. Like, men are just like the... Honestly, like men are not the worst offenders, though, when it comes to being a white supremacist undercover, because it's really easy to push them over the edge of, oh, your life is kind of a sham under capitalism and all that. Like, this is a sham and you can be so much more. It is white women. So that this next part, I will speak to white people as a whole. Um, please wake up to the fact that your behaviors, well-intended or not, your behaviors are those of people that don't see others as human. Okay. Um, not, just think about that. Think people are so casual about how like we all have racism, we all, we all, we, I, but do people understand what that means? You don't see other people as human beings. How can you, someone walk around and think that way and then think that they are the best at something or that they have woken up or had a breakthrough or blah, blah, blah. If you can't even, if you can't even have a conversation with someone that you're hooking up with, are you a per? I don't even want to. I don't really want to get into that right now because there's so many topics I've touched on that I will touch on later. And I actually am super excited because I will have Greer on an episode really soon um, after the year starts where we're going to talk about some of the things I touched on in this episode a little more. But I mean, if someone really wants to get dragged by me personally, for like how they have been racist specifically because everyone i know i have receipts uh i don't even need to have receipts i just have a conversation with you tell me about yourself and i will tell you how with startled startling startling accuracy how you have been a white supremacist white supremacy adjacent or just a handmaiden for white supremacy there are three different categories very closely related but they are different categories and some are better than the others uh just hit me with a venmo uh actually 50 bucks i will do this oh mm, 50 to 100 sliding scale depending on how much you are a trash person 
I will talk to you. I will get to the bottom of it and I will just let you know. I will let you know and and then that can be the end of it and the last conversation we have. If people don't take me up on this offer, I think you're weak and I think you're a bitch. And if people do, awesome. I love you. I'm so excited to start this wonderful journey of maybe hopefully by the time we're 40, you realizing some things. That would be so amazing. Uh, oh my god i have just kind of been on one i didn't even get to the end about my social media tea so i'll leave you with this dixie d'amelio is going to open the grammys with takashi 69 hmm i have a lot of thoughts on this but i'm going to save them for i get literally no one um so i'm just going to sit on those thoughts but think about that that's terrible uh white privilege is a hell of a drug and i want some just kidding Anyways, guys, thanks for joining me for this episode. This was kind of just a little wrap-up rant. <laughs> and I had a lot of fun doing it. I, yeah, I'm excited for the next year. And I just know that 2021 has a lot in store for all of us. I feel very excited and very hopeful about this year. I feel excited and hopeful about every year, to be honest. Um, I feel excited and hopeful about life generally all the time actually um, so I just you know I, f I just feel that a lot of changes coming in and I think a lot of people are on the tipping point of just kind of being a more aware of what's going on and actually just more open to criticism in general because that is the biggest barrier is that people aren't open to criticism and so just that openness has been nice to see and you know i guess i'll do a disclaimer a post claimer at the end if the shoe fits wear it if it doesn't fit don't even come at me and talk to me about what i said because it's not about you it was never about you and it's irrelevant unless you have questions i would love to answer those questions full moon got me feeling a little aggro so go make some moon water tonight you guys enjoy this full moon and I will see you, oh man, I'll see you next year. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay, guys, bye-bye.